That's right. Well, there's some that's extra right. shit going on there. What was that? I'm, I don't know. I think that's just how my it's going from my phone to a DI. I might have left something on. Mm, interesting. Hey, welcome back to the Nice Price Podcast. Episode, Matt? 55, I believe, or 56. Mid-50s. Mid-50s. Uh, uh, Nathan's back here with us. Matt Phone's What's here. That? I'm here again, still, Or sadly. you could say Season 3, Episode 3. Season 3, S3, S.3, E3. E.3, yeah. Um, welcome back to the Nice Price Podcast. Talk about records pretty exclusively. Um, here in quarantine... Uh, and uh, for the listener, I'm going to let you know we act, we are reinstituting our our official clock, our episode clock. So I've already started the timer, fellas. So we got 58 minutes, 51 seconds, 50 seconds, 49 seconds, 48 seconds left and, in this and episode set to, to get everything in. One hour. Last week we accidentally set it to two. Yeah, we had two call-ins. Went a little bit long last week. So we went to two, but this week at exactly one hour we'll be out of here. Does that include songs? We forgot to discuss that. Get a load of this, fuckers. Wow. Did you grow that? <laughs> For the listener, um, Matt just held up uh, what appeared to be a very warm half-drink bottle of Andre. Uh, not warm, but is half-drink. Looked warm. Looked like you just pulled out from underneath your pillow after napping all day. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and do one of these. to the podcast um we of course get to lead off uh yet another episode with yet another uh country music legend having passed away because of coronavirus r.i.p john that's Prime. true fuck i didn't even think about the, the fact that that was two in a row unbelievable um this podcast is a real buzzkill yeah yeah uh we're not fun anymore we used to be fun now we're not fun yeah. used to be all uh, about those positive vibes but now it's just all death and gloom and doom yeah i will say this though john prine is so funny that um even when you, when i was sad listening to all of his music so much of it's funny that i didn't feel sad that's true that's he true. also has so many funny takes on death and the afterlife that it felt surprisingly like light listening to some of those things where like after david berman died i tried to listen to silver jews and i was like oh fuck Ooh. i don't think i can do this <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, that, that. That, that was a little too on the nose. Yeah, I mean, now m- one of my first thoughts was almost like, well, now we can go smoking a cigarette again. That nine mile long cigarette he's thinking about. Like, <laughs> it almost wasn't as much of a bummer because he seemed so. I guess he, if you lead a life as contented as his seemed, then it isn't as tragic, perhaps. Not obviously to you know people he was close to, but as for like fans, you felt like John Prine had just done so well, and also because he had previously been ill before, it doesn't. It wasn't as like um, suddenly shocking and, and like tragic as like other stuff can be. Yeah, and it it also was just more. I was I was talking to someone about it. This is gonna be on a serious tip for one second, then I'll get back to goofs. Um, it was almost just as much anger toward uh, COVID than like 
sadness that this old person in kind of poor health already passed away. Because it's like all of a sudden this thing, like a couple months ago, we hadn't even heard of before. Now all of a sudden is like taking things that we love. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait, what the fuck? Because he already like, he beat cancer and all that shit. So it's like, it, it was it was a weird, very specific emotion. It seemed unfair. It's like when you hear a story about somebody goes gets, who was in jail, wrongly convicted, and they get out of jail and they get run over by a bus or something. And you're like, you know, that's not that's not even close to fair. Like this dude yeah. went through so many hard times and made it through, and it's like, and then this shit comes along, like. And then and then all of a sudden you 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 hear that they yeah passed away from this like thing that was just made up. <laughs> you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So you you just wish you had died from a a more more established disease? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that 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 added a layer to this like already shitty emotion. It's like, no, what I know the fuck what you is mean. this yeah. thing? Yeah, and it, it like it, it's it's also people seem to and I I don't know how I feel about it sometimes, but people speak about this whole uh, you know, coronavirus thing as a like as a soon to, not soon to be over, but a like this is merely a phase kind of thing. And so right. then it makes it extra like frustrating and sad when it's like, oh, so he, like it doesn't have to get everybody. And it wasn't just happenstance. It like like a thing he almost, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he, like, I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating to think that like, oh, you know, five months from now and six months ago, this wasn't even a thing. And here we are. Well, yeah. Damn, John Prine's dead. Joe Diffie's dead. Uncool. Sturgill got it. I saw that. You sent me that. And then Curly sent me a, a truly disgusting Facebook thread. <laughs> I saw that, too. Yeah, somebody posted Sturgill Simpson has, has coronavirus, and some dude was like, good. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, oh, what, because he made a record that didn't sound exactly like Waylon Jennings, and so now you hope he gets it. Like, what? Disgusting. Behavior. Well, you gotta, you gotta learn how to read the comments, dog. Trolls are out there. Hey, well, that's something we need to take to heart now. Apparently, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that, you fucking Bond fan number one, or whatever the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> or whatever for the, the listener. <laughs> for the listener, we got our first ever negative review. They came in hot, gave us one out of five, and and I I thought about it. I don't think it was opposite day. They gave us one out of five. They meant it. <laughs> um, and I will say most of their criticisms are accurate. Um, but I, I disagree. Like it said, it's that our show is too long. True. Most of the, most of their criticisms, I thought it was just one sentence. Yeah. Well, the, it's too long and that we talk too much and we don't play enough music. And I would say, no, that all no, those... that's not exactly what they said. They said, stop putting people down and play music. That's mm-hmm. true. Right. That's all it said. <laughs> oh, I thought that, I thought they mentioned the length of the show. They did. They said it was too long. Uh, okay. Well, well, the funny well, thing is, right they about that, they didn't, they didn't we, listen to last week's. Is the funny part, which was too long. But uh, <laughs> I will say they listened in March, which was like five months after our up to that point last episode. So they just randomly came across it somehow and listened to an episode that took place in September. Well, what's bizarre to me also is that um, though they're right, we don't play a lot of music. That's partially because we're not the radio, and instead we're a <laughs> podcast. We that's probably true. play more music than most podcasts. I would, I would, I would say, in fact. That's actually true. Yeah, we we're probably in the top one percent of songs played per podcast, <laughs> and yet That's here we are getting getting dusted for it. Yeah, because we haven't got caught yet. Did y'all see that screenshot I sent you? There, there was like a, going back to like 2018. Her reviews were like, "I love it." Very short. <laughs> like, that was yeah. a big. Yeah, arc. she's consistent. <laughs> yeah. She well, it fucking like shows you if that's your thing. It shows you the length of the episodes before you click on a new podcast. So like, Matt, if you Matt's, just hate long podcasts, their then, fault purely. 
I agree. This person should just watch <laughs> music videos. Just watch. They're, they're short and they're only music. <laughs> it's exactly what they're that's, looking for. That's true. Just go to YouTube. Um, but hey, uh, that's okay. It's not like the rest of our five star reviews are exclusively our personal friends. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, uh, former commenter, current Baba Booey. Half of them are former guests of the show that were that are, on, that are like great show, especially this one episode that I'm on. <laughs> oh, but then we Nathan, perhaps we do know how how this reviewer found the show is because of the uh, since last week apparently uh, the iTunes threw in that Baba Booey was in the description of our show or whatever. That's true. Remember? Yeah. I don't understand how that works. I. I they got the wrong Baba Booey. They got some other guy who was on like Stern or something. But about go back to John Prine. I just want to talk about John Prine for one second and say that uh, <laughs> enough of another Baba Booey. We can talk about him for three hours. Forget what that Bond lady said. Um, I oh, was for the listener, her name was had like a bon, uh, James Bond reference in it. I was listening back to some of these. I, I had downloaded a bunch of bootlegs back in like the early days of of like blogs where they were all he's like, a, "He's a bad boy." About, well, they're. I think they're like. Like dead style bootlegs, where they they were never commercially available, so it's it's a little bit less, you know, less of a, a true, problem. A true bootleg, not a counterfeit. A bootleg. Yeah, yeah. And um, some of those early shows that are like in like 1970 and stuff like that, and if you just know the timeline of Prine, you know that that he had just kind of started writing songs and singing them, and to see how fully formed he was immediately is just it's fucking mind blowing. Yeah, have you heard the um, the singing mailman collection? I don't know, maybe. It's on it's on Spotify. It was a two CD they put out a few years ago, but it's really it's all demos of like before he got his record deal and when he was still a mail carrier, which is why it's called the singing mailman. See, that, I, would, that might would be a lot the of the same the same ones Sorry. that I have on this bootleg because um, the, I can't imagine he has a ton of recordings from like the early seventies. No, but I mean. What you hear is a, a slightly rougher and stripped down version of Paradise, but it's Paradise from day one, like a song that's going to end up in like the in capsules that we shoot to other planets. He had like before he'd ever he just had that song, you know what I mean? Like it, it is like you said, it is kind of amazing how fully formed. Like he has Hello in there, done Ready to Rock as a song when he's still walking around Chicago, you know, delivering. Well, yeah, that's that's sort of the gist of what Chris Christopherson's. Uh liner note on the back mm-hmm. of LP LP one is saying it's just basically he was drugged there by a buddy to see this guy play in the bar. Yeah. And the bar was closing down and he was like, okay, let's see what this schmuck has to, has to sing for us. And it ended up being like these are off the bat, like a record full of classic songs. <laughs> Do you know how he got one of his first reviews in the paper? Roger Ebert huh. in Chicago was going to see a movie fan of either- <laughs> yeah, big cellular supporter and fan. Uh, three out of three and a half out of four, I think it was. Uh, out of five, I don't know. System. Three and a half out of four. Yeah. Did he get best new music? Anyway, um, he Roger Ebert. I don't know what happened. He couldn't see the movie, or I don't know. A movie went unseen by Ebert, and he instead walked into a nearby bar, and John Prine was playing. And huh. he instead of reviewing that movie, reviewed the John Prine show, and that ended up in the paper. And that was one of John Prine's like other first like press mentions was like Roger Ebert stumbling across him. Funny enough, hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gave that. Yeah, he said not nearly as good as Cellular will someday be in forty years. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Cellular three and a half. I will hey, here's say. Here's a funny uh, joke. What if we pronounce his name Royer Ebert? 
Like the G is silent in both of them. All right, moving on. I will say, listener, that's a really funny joke. I will say, if I had one critique of John Prime, it would be that if you judged records based on record cover, you would probably think it was terrible. Yeah, and I can be bad. I can be bad about that. He's got a couple. He's got. I I feel like uh, the Lost Dogs and Mixed Blessings. The 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 debut solid. Uh, Diamonds in the Rough is just a kind of a generic live shot, very red. But then Prime. Sweet revenge, Sweet revenge. Sweet Revenge is, is great. Sweet Revenge looks great. Yeah. That's like iconic. Pink Cadillac's good. The one that really, really is a real stinker is, uh, is it called Lost Dogs and Mixed Blessings? Which is surprisingly, it's one of the better, as bad as that record cover is, the record is better than. I mean, that. hang on. It's a real thin, um, like, uh, that's an interesting metric is what's the best album with a terrible cover? What has the biggest split between album and, uh, and cover? Uh, one of the time, well, it's, it's common windy. sense. It's, <laughs> there's too much pot in this room; you can't see the cover. Um, For the listeners, Matt's in a, his grow room. It was uh, um, common closet. sense. Common sense is not great. It looks like a common sense is bad. Um, the one I'm going to find real quick, yeah, locks, lost dogs and mixed blessings. How does this shit work? Do I just hold and, this up to here? And then there's a string of uh, <laughs> yeah, not great. There's a string of them that are just him standing in the center of a square frame. <laughs> like yeah. There's a lot of those. From Bruised Orange all the way through to like Lost Dogs, it's all just different varying photos of his body, either just his head or head, head to pocket or head and shoulders. Um, there's also an album he had called The Missing Years, which is the title track is Jesus, The Missing Years. And uh, I forever thought that was a collection of like odds and ends because of the title. I didn't know that it was an actual fully formed album. With That's that the one that Howie Epstein from the Heartbreakers produced. Yeah, that record's great. I, but I remember like my stepdad had that CD and I heard it a million times. I just thought the songs were, I didn't know how records worked. And I thought because of the title that it was like, oh, this is stuff he just had laying around. I think, I, I, was I, like, think I learned college. that. I think I learned that right now. Mm. It's a good record. Go check it out. Well, yeah, I just saw him play a song of it from it on Letterman. There's like a Letterman performance from like 93. That had and it were ninety two and it had just come out. I watched that. Oh, sick. I, I watched that this it? week as well. It was um, was a picture show. I think picture show is like the, pa- yes, yes. It was picture show. And uh, you got hamburger, cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. Paul Schaefer is jamming out on it too. He's like getting into it. Uh, mixed feelings about Paul Schaefer on those old videos. I feel like what I love him. What, I'm, I'm, what is I'm his pro. affliction? What is that? He, what is it that he has? He's just a he's just a goof. Well, I don't know. He's, you know, he's a dork. I, if it was just a one-time thing, I can see how that could make it cool. Like, oh, this is different for this I one night. He's cool. One out of five shows this week. Paul Schaefer's playing, and it's the only thing. But looking back as like documents of the era, you just wish he wasn't in any of those videos. Well, I see that guy. He looks like something you get out of a bubblegum machine, and you put it in the sink to grow overnight. I can't stand to like see the way he like does almost anything. This is exactly Damn. what our reviewer was talking about. You're just <laughs> trashing Schaefer here. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah, edit that out. My bad. I, I don't. I, I like Paul Schaefer. I mean, he's weird. Uh, he's a, a dork, but I, I like him as just like a sidebar aspect of the show. So, um, but here's my question: um, If I had to ask you, if you could, could you pick a single John Prine album and say that's my favorite one? Yeah, self-titled for sure. It's the best one. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. hard not to say that one. I was, I mean, I, I mean, I love, I love a lot of them, but that's by and far. The, I mean, that's 
It's a masterpiece. Leaps and bounds. I mean, every <laughs> single one of them is perfect. I don't know about that. Which one don't you like what? off that album? What, what don't you like? No, I'm just saying I think the Bruised Orange might be. Like, I think it's fair to say those. Even if you want to say the first one's better, I still think it, that is at least a, a conversation to have. Yeah, Br- Bruised Orange, that, that's a great album, but it also isn't quite as. Like, I feel like the, the fun parts of that one are, like, almost borderline, like, goofy and i like a lot of them but it's like where the the lighter parts on his self-titled hit better for me i feel that it's a little more self bruised the later it gets the more just kind of self-aware and wink and winky winky it is hey yeah. now which is nothing wrong with that either no it had a lot a of good songs like yeah, that yeah. um yeah i was thinking of uh because I, I i actually just through the last couple of days listened to every single album of his in a row in chronological order um so what do you what do you think about that? I was thinking if somebody had never heard John Prine before, that might actually be the best way to listen to him. In a row, like I that? think so. Yeah. I think or the fir- the first four, you're hard pressed to find many skip over songs. There's like hardly any filler from LP one to Common Sense. Most of the the, 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 the good song versus skip over song ratios is like a very rare thing for an artist, yeah. especially of that genre. There's a stinker. There's like what's the cover that's on um on Common Sense that's Stinky. I don't want to uh, criticize the guy. Is it Johnny B. Good or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Roll Over Beethoven or something. It's You never can tell. <laughs> I knew it there was, you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could do with that. I said that's that would be the last of like the four bangers out the gate would be Common Sense. And there's some a little bit of filler on that. But the first three, LP1, Diamonds in the Rough, and Sweet Revenge, I would say, are, that's, a, that's a doozy of a first three record that an artist puts out. He also had some sleeper number one hits. Like a lot of people don't know that he had he wrote um, "You Can't Even Call Me by My Name" with Steve Goodman, the David Allen Coe song. Right. Well, see, he he still alleges that he didn't write it. Isn't that true or something? He 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 said that he didn't want to be a. He had forgotten that they had wrote it. Apparently, they wrote it the same <laughs> night that they got their first record deal in New York. So like early seventies, and um, he went out. So apparently, Paul Anka, who was their manager at the time, had given them a a hotel room that he had gotten as a part of his deal to play some venue, but he lived in New York, so he didn't need it. So he was like, you guys can stay in this room and write songs if you want to. There's a piano in there. So they took the room, but then John went out and like just bar hopped and went out and had a good time because they had just got a record deal as these young dudes their first night in New York. But Steve Goodman had stayed back and started trying to write a song, and um, that's why kind of the the first two lines are – are kind of serious almost. And then John Prine said that he only had the first two lines down. And then he kind of started making fun of Steve Goodman a little bit for like sitting back and doing all this stuff and made it into like kind of a jokey song. <laughs> Sounds like Steve Goodman writes songs the way I write songs. Yeah. Well, writing, writing the song might've been like a loose way of uh, describing the situation. They might've just like said a couple of goofy lines and they ended up in the song. Well, apparently it was mostly done other than the last verse. It was mostly done that night by them two. And then John Prine was like, no, that's, I don't want, that's too, goofy i don't want that and then when it became a hit song steve goodman was like well do you want your name on it now and he still was like nah you know i made the decision that's just you that's yours you have it and then steve goodman bought him like a vintage perfect condition restored Wurlitzer 45 jukebox as payment and like just dropped it off at his house one day sick i always remember one of the we've talked about this before i believe but the uh the tidbit about john prine that he loves christmas so much that up until he was married he, when he was single, he just had a fully decorated Christmas tree in his house year-round. I didn't know that. Uh, like, I think we did talk about this because I added that my grandmother does the same thing. She never... Really? At, they reached, 
they reached a point in like the late nineties, early two thousands, where she stopped giving a fuck about like putting it up and taking it back down. And it, That's so it's tight. it's in a it's in a room that no one ever really hangs out in anyway, other than Christmas Day. So now it's just she unplugs the lights from it and doesn't plug them in until like uh, after Thanksgiving, and then it just light, and then it just lights up and then. That's that. That rules. That's great. That's yeah, amazing. I love Christmas. Yeah, that's the way to live. <laughs> I, I love Christmas. I love Christmas trees. Um, when I was a kid, I, my dad. I love Christmas trees. <laughs> I do, man. My dad, when he had his shop, he used to live in the back half of his shop, and he, because it was a shop house, he had you know like twenty-two foot ceilings, like you know, and so like there was a year we had like a twenty-foot Christmas tree that they just like this massive tree that he just stuck basically in the corner. And I remember he strung it up with lights, and it took, like, an obscene amount of lights. And he could only do the front half of it because it was just so huge. And we ran out of ornaments. He started using uh, airplane bottles of liquor that with fish hooks in them to make Christmas. Hell, yeah. <laughs> and that same Christmas, I got a blow dart gun, and, I, and we shot them all out of the tree with a blow dart gun. Set it on fire, lights and all, oh, yeah. when, when it was done with, like, day after Christmas. Would that be Gresham Lake Auto Upholstery? That's the one Gresham Lake Auto Upholstery. It's still there, actually. Go shout out to Charles and David. Maybe don't, actually. but um, <laughs> At your own risk. <laughs> as, a business, as a business, yeah. I can't vouch for them on every at, at your aspect. But, um, but, yeah, the shop is still there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was wild. That was, that was a, a memorable Christmas tree. For if, sure. I can find it, if I can find it tonight, we can maybe post a, uh, a couple, an example of a T-shirt or a tank top, really, from uh, – <laughs> <laughs> the time we got we got owned by a stranger at, at warp warp uh what is it warp house yeah warpscape 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 yeah yeah that was brutal we got a paparazzi at uh at a music festival in baltimore in like 2010 or something yeah matt phone and i were there and there was some sort of laundry situation where i had brought multiple tank tops that were the same tank top they were no you just plastic. no you just yeah you dared me i had plenty of clothes you just wanted me to really wear this thing Oh dang! I couldn't remember the deal. I thought it was like you would like spilled chili all over one of them or something. You had to no, have a backup like, shirt. It was pretty much a dare. Like you thought it would be funny if I wore a tank top. Uh, I was right. Um, and then, but then <laughs> someone got us like caught. We were just standing next to each other wearing identical tank tops. I forget how we came across that. Uh, someone ta- someone put us on Facebook like making fun of us, and then someone who knew that someone tagged us like, "Oh, oh right. look at you! Look at this!" <laughs> That's tight. Yeah, I still have it. You do? You do? Yeah, I the do. red one or the blue one? Uh, I'll find it in a minute. Hang on. If you've got the red one, I I thought I I have I don't have another red one. I'm not I giving it back. back. No oh way! <laughs> well, hang on. By the way, uh, Nathan, we have 35 minutes left in the episode. That's true. Um, it is turquoise. Well, you can't fucking see it. There you go. Okay, yeah, I've got one of those. That's good. The red one appears to be lost to history. I'm realizing I, I should have. Uh, it would have been funnier if I came back to frame wearing it. That would have been funny. It would have been horrifying, but it would have been funnier. Are we gonna do a, um, a playlist for Prime or no? I've already I've already made one. If you want to start there, at least you can add whatever you want. And um, also, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna start oh, this here we go. back up. There we go. Hey. Oh, hey now. Speaking of tank tops, <laughs> you're right. Get some of that noise for um. What is that I hear? We're having a quarantine yeah. call in. We're doing these live now, baby. We're doing none of, no more of the scheduling these hot guests. We're going live with these quarantine call ins. What's That's up, y'all? Quarantine with a Q, call in with a Q. What's up? Uh, live from uh, from Arkansas football. Dylan Earl is here. You better believe it, nerds. How oh, he's doing? wearing the oh, he's wearing the shirt. That is indeed just Arkansas football. It's hey, simply Dylan. Is. Oh, 
Also, y'all, I don't know if you know, he's calling from the past. Absolutely. Yeah, what Whoa. time is it to you, Nathan? 5.56. And uh, Dylan, what time is it to you? Uh, about 4.56. What? Dude, we already, already did that. Yeah. What? That's crazy, dude. Dude, hey, man. I, hey, it was it was good back in this time, wasn't it? <laughs> dude, I loved it about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty tight time. Yeah, it feels kind of familiar. Uh, I feel like what you're in I the would same give spot to were. go back to 4.57 p.m., man. No shit, man. I was knee deep in uh, The Outsider on HBO. Oh, dude, I've been I've been chasing that down a little bit. What do you think? I'm into it, dude. I'm I think I'm uh, about five episodes through now. That's about where I am. That's the robot western, right? <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> I'm not. I, that wasn't not not a bit. That's, I don't know. It's so funny. That's, that's Cowboy that, Bebop, right? <laughs> Uh, Enoch, what's your favorite anime? Uh, <laughs> Can't um, wait to hear this answer. Yeah, come on with uh, it. Let's hear it. Pokemon? Is that an anime? I don't oh, know. my God. Okay. No, it's I don't know what an anime is. Also, one time, I mistakenly referred to it as hentai, which I didn't know what that was at the time. And I was like, I was like yeah, I think we got some hentai going around the corner. It's on the top shelf. We're like, <laughs> one of my Friday nights at like, like Enoch's house, man. Damn. Yeah. Uh, hey, Matt, what's your favorite hentai? <laughs> never got into it i know someone i know someone who's into it i mean i might know multiple people Name, who are into it, names not happening first and last off the air give me a rhymes with nope it's very obvious <laughs> yeah it rhymes with matt's grandma <laughs> damn dirt cheap dude weird <laughs> yeah also it doesn't rhyme. i'm not gonna get into it um edit this out nathan uh nope all in I was talking about like, how do we? Why are we talking about anime? Who did this? You said Cowboy Bebop. I said Cowboy Bebop. Oh, or someone did. Anyway, <laughs> this is so my yeah. Fault. Sorry. Oh wait. Yeah. So what's the Outsider then? It's a show on HBO, just like Westworld is, which is the one you were thinking about. Bingo. Love the West Wing. <laughs> it's it a, also uh, is also a television series on television. Wow. Right. It starts off similar to True Detective in that there's a murder in a, in a town, like a small a, a child murder in a small town, and then it just kind of turns a little more spooky. And I don't know, I like it so far. It kind of gets you right off the bat. It's not one of these where it's like wait till like the epi- episode two or three, and, and then that's like when you really get into it. It like kind of it's good Dude, right they, off the bat. They get you right on the front end of that one. I watched the whole thing. I I, I caught it while it was happening, and and I will say, well. I'm like episode four or five. All right. It, it kind of. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to say anything. I loved it. I, I thought overall very good. So. Okay, cool. Cool. That's good to hear. What else have you been doing, watching, reading in Arkansas during this oh, weird time? Man, I don't know. Just revisiting a lot of my favorite old VHS tapes because um, my house, I, have, I got a lot of wonderful shelving here, and the shelves usually either contain. Um, liquor bottles or hell yeah vhs tapes so i got a uh, i've been wait. i've been what's that i was trying to cheers you but you can't see through all this weed oh there we go <laughs> oh damn oh what's up dude <laughs> cheers i don't know if you can i poured myself yeah. a paloma i'm drinking mimosa that's what i'm drinking hey what's a paloma paloma is um tequila grapefruit that's right tequila yeah, grapefruit that's, it's my jam that's so i just been too. i love it man i had it's it's been the perfect replacement for whiskey um, What's I the ratio? To, it's uh whatever it's you like, want, baby. Yeah, your kind journey. of however you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just kind of. Just going until your cup. nose burns. Yeah. 
You yeah, snort it, actually, in this particular cocktail. You don't drink it. It's my, it's, that's why I love it so much. You know? It's replaced a lot of things in my life. Dude, oh, it's yeah. good because it's just less sugar in it, you know? So, uh, I don't know. Maybe the hangovers are better. I can really pound these like I used to be able to pound JTS Brown back in the day. So um, That, I don't know what it is. Y'all don't know JTS Brown? I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is either. Talking about old Judah What does he Tammy, do? Judah Tammy Susie. Oh, man. Um, old Judah Tammy Susie. She's a, she's a cruel mistress, but uh, one, one, a good one from my past, that's for sure. It's just a type of shit whiskey, man. Like, you know, oh, the kind oh, of Jim shit. Porter? Well, like Kentucky Deluxe or Mellow Bourbon. Mm. But it's, it's, it is pound yeah, for Kentucky pound. Yeah, Kentucky gentlemen. Yeah, same kind of shit. So, but it's, it's pound for pound the best shit whiskey out there, you know. Trust me, I went through a lot of them. So I, I remember I, um, <laughs> when I was in college, I had bought a bottle of Jim Porter. And uh, see that one, I don't even know. It's so bad. It the, I, that's the I woke up and I was like, oh my god! And I had an aqua- I had like this empty aquarium in my room. It just had water in it, and like the pebbles, but it didn't have any fish or anything. And the <laughs> bottle, the empty bottle, was just sort of floating in it the next morning. <laughs> Where were you living? Yeah, but uh, this is in the dorms, my what kind dude. Of dr- drug den were you crashing? <laughs> this, this is in uh, Charles B. Cock dorms, College Hill, ECU. Let's go, dogs. Go Pies for life. You living with uh, with John Kirtley at that time? Uh, no, nah, he was, uh, he, he's, he's incredibly old, so he'd already moved out of the dorms. So he was in, <laughs> <laughs> he was in nice Greenville, day. but he was, uh, I believe he was on Rotary at the time. Um, actually he might've been at P Cove. I don't know. Was he it. like the, was he like the Matthew McConaughey and Daisy Confused, uh, guy at y'all school? Or like college? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly what he was 38 like. years old. Yeah. <laughs> and he's um, out there like, Hey, love- hey ladies, need help filing your taxes? Talk yeah. to all the students. <laughs> that's, that's funny to me and Nathan, but Enoch doesn't get that reference because <laughs> Doesn't watch movies, yeah. Dazing, I've seen Dazing and Confused. I saw that shit. It was on Comedy Central when I was in high school. I saw it. <coughs> okay, go. that checks out. <laughs> what do y'all been, what, what do y'all been watching? Uh, throwback that's good. They hadn't seen in a while. Goldfinger. Oh. I watched Goldfinger. Really? Like hell you did. Did you really? I did. Because of Paul. And, I, and because of Paul. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert: it's going to be homework. Oh God damn it! Oh, oh, hey, hey, dude, we're doing, we're doing this new thing on the pod called homework. Since there's no not as many new records coming out to like talk about and discuss like we usually do. Okay. We're now just assigning each other different things to watch. Oh, hell yeah. And Y'all then, give and me then we, Let's go. And then we check back in. So I, I think Matt's going to give you some homework before you sign off. But Okay. Well, right. chances, chances are I got it on the shelf, man. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, Paul, the owner of Kings and Neptunes, et cetera, was, what, did what you're doing last week, and he had a uh, randomly a Goldfinger poster behind him, which was just like a funny little detail. And so I was like, I haven't really seen any of these James Bond movies. Some of them ever, but especially since I was like a kid or a teenager. So that's one thing I watched. And I, and then I was wondering if Enoch had seen any James Bond movies. So that was going to be what I assigned him to watch. I've got, I think, every single one that was released on VHS I have. So if you guys want to do like a Google Hangout, we can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We well, can fucking I, spin tapes, baby. I also, I bought every single, it was like a like a DVD box from Nice Price that you guys were like, we can't sell this. Um it was no like, one wants this. It shit. was like it was like three dollars. It was every single one, but they were like uh, like Asian bootlegs that had like the Nathan, it, like dude, hard wire, like it it had like the Chinese subtitles wow. on all of them, and so I bought them. And then you know it it does take away from it a little bit because I have no fucking clue what it, any of it means, and oh, uh, all of them are like clearly not. I mean, it's not the best quality, I guess. They're clearly bootlegs. But I do have that, so if, if we're watching that, that'll probably be the version I watch, I guess. Gotcha. I, saw the, uh, I saw the Thomas Crown Affair. Does that count? 
Hell no. Man, that movie's bullshit, dude. I've got that one too on the shelf. That movie fucking sucks. It, count, it counts as much as Mrs. Doubtfire does. It'll, just because it stars Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan doesn't mean it's a... That's all Brosnan. I got for you, bud. <laughs> did, did, you, did you like it, Enoch? Uh, I don't remember even one single frame of that movie. Perfect. That's the best way to remember it. Oh, no, no, no. I remember he rolled up the painting, and I was like, damn, you can just roll paintings up? Dude. I, I thought they were like hard like glass. <laughs> I had no idea. Did y'all see that somebody had stolen a bunch of paintings in France? With, with like yeah, every, someone stole a Van Gogh that's worth like a hundred million dollars. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, two they were like, ago. I was wondering the museum about was that. shut down for Corona. They were like, now's a good time. Yoink. Dude, I, I, I definitely banked. like thinking about that shit. It's like now's got to be the. I mean, I'm, I would imagine a lot of organized crimes got to be getting pulled off right now because everything's fucked. They're going crazy. They're yeah. loving it. I, I love mean, to hear that, dude. Steal that shit, man. Fuck but yeah. then it's like, you you got to be just like a true head though because you can't sell that. I'm not well, some old you know what? That like Matt, you know, actually, I, I would have to disagree because the first comment on the post that I saw on the New York Times Facebook page <laughs> said, "Well, they gotta have a buyer if they're stealing that." And I was like, "Yes, random <laughs> Facebook person that seems oh, to know the... about like international like black market." <laughs> oh, so hang on, are they saying because the painting is so ugly, like no one would steal that for their own pleasure? They must be selling that one because it's crappy. <laughs> <laughs> that Van Gogh, that piece of shit. Oh, and That's also, uh, this isn't a throwback for me because I've never seen it before. Which is why I'm watching it. Is I'm slowly making my way through Cheers, which I was telling Nathan about. The other Dude, night. fuck yeah! That's I've movie. never seen Cheers. I heard it's what? funny. What? Oh. Solid movie. I had I had never until yeah. until recently. Not a solid movie, Nick. Goddamn boys, I'm I'm delighted to be tuned in with y'all right now. Yeah, I'm having yeah. a good time. So, oh yeah. How so, is yeah. how? What's quarantine like in Arkansas? Well, man, you know, we're just really trying hard not to totally fuck it up. Is really it, you know? It's kind of the day-to-day thing. I've just I, my sleep schedule is all crazy now. I'm waking up at six thirty in the morning and drinking coffee and getting way too high before like nine thirty. And then uh, uh, yeah. it's the opposite where I thought you were Dude. going. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's interesting. It's like we're one of the last southern states not to be under lockdown. And you know, oh really? Still yeah. Wait, y'all aren't right now? No lockdown. No oh, no man. shelter in place. However, they've done things like you know restaurants and non-essential things had to close down. Um, they closed down all the parks and shit because it, when everything else went on lockdown in like Texas, Missouri, and Tennessee, and Louisiana, everybody came to Arkansas to go camping. Oh, shit. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we had to shut all the parks down. Um, but, I mean, yeah, everybody's restaurants are, of course, closed. Everybody's laid off work. There's really nothing to do anyway. So everyone's kind of been pretty good reasonably about getting inside um, and making sure that, that, that we're not being dumbasses, but there's it's Arkansas, so there's tons of dumbasses here. Well, but luckily, same, the population density is low, and that's kind of what like where we have like fewer amount of dumbasses than most. Yeah, you're just a little bit more. You're the dumbasses are a little bit more spread out. Yeah, just a little more spread out, and you know the numbers crunch with less people. You might have fewer dumbasses, but sometimes the ratio is higher. It just depends on <laughs> geographically where you are. Hey, I'm not here to talk you off. I'm no fucking socioeconomic doctor here or nothing, but uh. You know, oh, you were, I'd hate it if you were a socioeconomic doctor. That'd be so yeah. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it, it's good, though, dude. Luckily, like I said, there's a lot of places uh, to, to spread out. And um, I'm fortunate that um, my rent is really cheap. And a lot of people here is really cheap. And something we've all talked about is like, fuck, man, I'm so goddamn glad I live in Arkansas right now because, you know, it, it really sucks. The people in New York that are getting any kind of stimulus or help. Yeah. you know how far is that going to take them versus how far it's going to take me i can live four for months sure. off of fucking twelve hundred dollars someone might right. pay for half a month in new york you know so true kind of thinking about that just pretty damn grateful to be in 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 like a vast backwards place like arkansas because we usually last to to pick up on just about fucking anything and luckily it's been the virus too 
Yeah, oh, I was yeah. concerned you wouldn't be able to call in. Dude, I didn't know if y'all had electricity out there or not. Oh, so, <laughs> I was really pleasantly surprised. Oh, y'all motherfuckers. Y'all are from North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Second off, everybody's making those fucking jokes, and I could kind of take it from those dickheads in Seattle, you know, because they're just real pretentious, and I just know it's kind of part of who they are. But, mm -hmm. you know, Enoch, that's like second or third time you stoop a little lower and blow the belt than I really figured you would. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, yeah, or that I know you for. Now, you know, but here's the thing. It's like um, I I don't even care about some like, uh, okay, let's take it like sports, for example. Um, okay, Arkansas football, you don't care what happens with Alabama at all because they're the best in the whole wide world. Yeah, fuck them. But you've got some pretty interesting thoughts maybe about what might happen in the SEC with South Carolina and Missouri because they're kind of more your level and you've got to like hang tough. You see what I'm saying? So I'm making fun of you because I don't have to – you know what I mean? Like, because you, what, what? Because your team plays in Conference USA. Is that why? <laughs> uh, formerly, we're now uh, uh, the American. That felt Conference. like a lower blow than I would have expected. <laughs> the American. Yeah. Conference. Hey, I'd rather compete because in the Conference. People, I'm not going to get into Arkansas football. Dude, let's go, baby. That's why you got me on this fucking thing. I'm tuned in, baby. I dial. I pipe my ass in all the way to North Carolina for this shit. I will say, and this is no, no, no bullshit, is that I actually now do pay attention and root for Arkansas sports. I love that. Uh, I always kind of liked him because my stepdad, in a weird way, went on a business trip to Little Rock when he was he worked in the postal service, and he bought me a Corliss Williamson jersey when I was in fifth grade. That's fucking dope. Um, and so I always was like, "Yo, Arkansas is cool." And um, and so there was a couple of players that, and like Darren McFadden was always cool, and Matt oh, yeah, Jones. Uh, but so those dudes that were cool. Uh, but now that I do keep an eye on it, because I'm like, you know, I know a couple of people that are gonna be utterly devastated if they lose by fifty to Kentucky today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, kind of, but also, I mean, it's simply that's why I went through the effort of printing it on a fucking T-shirt to remind myself to never be disappointed, because it just is, man. It's just Arkansas you know? football. I mean, yeah. I've got no other way of saying. Are there it, bumper know? stickers? Is is there are there is there more merch uh, in the down the? We're getting around to it, you know. We're kind of feeling out the whole pan <laughs> the whole pandemic market that's going and then on. We might now. have some bumper stickers after that. Yeah, you know, people aren't driving so much these days, so we're kind of worried about that. But uh, I've I've kind of I've crossed that that you know that's been slid across the table here at Princess House Industries uh, at the board meetings that we have um, once every <clears throat> four hundred and twenty days. Um, burn, not burn, burn, burn longer. one, burn longer, baby. <laughs> You've got another sort of speaking of the pandemic market. You've mm -hmm. done at least one that I was not able to attend, sort of live. Uh, how, how Instagram was it a show? Oh, was it a? <clears throat> how does that work? That's whatever yeah. you wanted to be. Baby. <clears throat> yeah, it's whatever you wanted to be. No, I uh, I got I got on the fucking internet and, and uh, <clears throat> I guess this was uh, my first one I did was I, I kind of set something up in my music room up there and, and really was just figuring out all this shit worked out and it's just talk about fucking weirdest thing ever, you know because. You can see that there are people watching, but when you finish a well, that's song, that's the idea. You hope there are people watching, right? Right, right. Which is dope as shit, and I'm fucking stoked as hell that even like my mom tunes in. That's real sweet of her, you know. She doesn't. She just tunes in and turns it on mute and puts it down, you know. And, but <laughs> just to make me feel better. But anyhow, man, it's it's just weird as shit. You get done with a song, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're like just sitting there in silence in your house by yourself, you know. And that could be kind of eerie and spooky, and it feels weird. So what ends up happening in turn? at least through my experience. Now, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but my experience is that you end up getting really fucking drunk because you feel so fucking <laughs> weird the whole time. Uh, the you immediate, like, <clears throat> you don't, you like the being that, the tuned in with everyone, but then the immediate cutoff and back to just you as a weird. 
zone Dude, for you to be in. It's fucking halting shit, and it's jarring because all of a sudden, you know, it felt good to be playing and be like, okay, I'm kind of playing to an audience right now. So I'm I'm in the middle of a song, and it's like, shit, man, this kind of feels good. You know, this is all right. You know, because I'm I'm canceling all my fucking tours and shit, and I'm not gonna be able to play live. And so you're kind of itching that little bit of, or scratching that little bit of an itch. And yeah, we had a fucking then, show books to play with y'all. We, we were gonna, we were gonna play know. with you at the Slims. <laughs> Are y'all fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. We, we were trying to get. Uh, yeah, John Howie Jr. and uh, Paradise Motel Lounge together for that. Dude, one. that shit would have fucking honked to next year. Honk, <laughs> honk, maybe. Dude, honk down the fucking driveway. <laughs> <clears throat> but shit, man. So it's just weird that immediate like stop, and then you're back to your shit. So I got fucking hammer drunk when I did it, and I don't uh, really remember yeah. the end of it. I apparently cooked myself dinner at some point. It's like, <laughs> hey, so this is less of a concert, more of a vlog that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, not. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It was just kind of like, at some point, I was like, I can't play songs anymore. And I just kind of unplugged the fucking all my shit and just walked around with my phone for a little while and like hung out for a little bit. And, and, then, eggs. and then I was like, yo, I got to be done here. That's it. And then I, I just woke up in the morning and I was like, you don't be a doofus. Don't be a doofus. You know, kind of moment. You know, yeah, drank too many poblanos, like, my dude. Poblanos, that's right. Yeah. But, uh,. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, goddamn, that, that's a that's a shame that you guys were supposed to be on that fucking show, that Slims. Yeah, we were talking yeah. with Mark about trying to get both our bands on there, and and then it just, that was like the week that all this shit really went down. Damn, dude, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because I haven't really talked to. I sent out kind of a mass email to everybody on because I canceled all the West Coast shit ahead. I, I'm supposed to be in Seattle today, Damn. but I canceled all that, and then. I sent out I can email ahead just being like, Hey, I imagine this is gonna be rescheduled and figured it would be, but it's just weird, like, you know, you kinda you you're always learning the etiquette of, of booking shit and trying to figure out how to how to uh work with other promoters and how their promoters work and, and, and just all the time not trying to piss anybody off and being as grateful as you possibly can be that anyone wants to fucking talk to you. <clears throat> and so trying to figure out how to get ahead of this whole thing and corner it um to where a, you don't get left behind. B, your promoter that you're working with also is in touch with everything you're doing, and they're not getting left behind with your shit sometimes too. Oh, well, fuck, bad yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, the good news. Oh, sorry, Matt. No, I was just gonna say they, the people who run the club or the promoter, also had just to, they had to cancel everything on the, the whole month or two months ahead. So it's like you're just one little blip on that. Like it's, it's that's kind of what I figured. I, I've kind of been going through it, booking. Hopscotch yeah, what's hopscotch and like doing that stuff? It's it's there was like two weeks of complete silence from people and I got a little worried um, and then I realized that it was just people shifting shows and then my phone and email sort of blowing up and I've kind of been I've been very busy because a lot of people are trying to move stuff into the fall starting around hopscotch time so yeah. feels lucky that we're when we are instead of like in the spring or fucking in March like South by Southwest or some shit where it was like a complete surprise. God but, damn, no shit. I'm glad you were able to get a little bit ahead of it, but still, you had you had your whole line, at least the the, the first wave of your lineups confirmed. I'm sure, right? It, it is, and a lot of that stuff stuck around. We did. It's <clears> been a little bit tricky. We'll probably end up. We normally go live with the lineup in May, and we'll probably be into June now at the earliest. But it, I'm just, we're still going to be able to do it. Hopefully, people will want to go outside when it happens again and hopefully all this stuff will be past us fucking in september instead well, of the real inside. bummer is you had, uh, you, had right. you had joe diffie and john prine headlining <laughs> yeah god Fuck. damn dude <laughs> kicking the pants that was huh dude too soon bub god damn bro <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, that is too soon at least for enoch i've never heard you make like uh that kind of joke before really <laughs> <laughs> 
here's what I'll say is that uh, <laughs> since I uh, actually truly love both of those people and are and have been listening and will listen for the rest of my life, I don't feel bad about it at all because I'm like, you know what? I'm joking about my straight up buds, dude. These are my homies. So oh, I, I know. Like, I feel like it's fair. Hey, what happens now, if in I was the joking van about, stays uh, in the van. Someone else who died that uh, was someone I had no connection with. Um, Tom Hanks. I would feel bad. He died? No, he didn't fucking die. Oh. Yeah, done, yeah, done y'all saw Sturgill's got the shit, too. I know. Yeah. We, we were just talking about, talking about that. that earlier, yeah. Damn, damn. Uh, well, I'll really? have to listen to the episode. Did you, see, the... did you see the thing with Sturgill <laughs> where he, he had it since, like, early March, and they, like, wouldn't test him, and then he just was tested, and he tested positive, and his wife tested negative, so she either had it and then is, like, no longer has it, and he's just had it the whole time somehow, or... Damn. He's like she's. They've been living together, and she somehow has not gotten it. Nobody knows anything about how this shit works. It's That's scary. wild as hell, really. That's some it's, fucking it's science. crazy. Yeah, because I mean, it's just like with any like. Let's say it's the flu or whatever. You're you're not guaranteed to get it just because you're around someone. That's what it, it's just. Yeah, you just can't. You can get it. Goddamn, I'm 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 hoping that that all this shit can pass soon. I'm figuring it's probably going to take a goddamn vaccine before we can all really get back to any kind of normal. Uh, gatherings yeah, and doing shows and shit you know that's what I'm scared of. well the good thing is also though that with like smaller get-togethers once people have either had it and gotten through it or or it's a show where it's not ten thousand people you're talking about a smaller show it, it I, I don't know i guess i'm talking on my ass but like no, I, I know what you mean because that's I, that's one of the things about hopscotch that i felt lucky about is that most of our shows happen in smaller places other than our main stage shows so it's not as much of a tweak for us to kind of make that work versus like Coachella or one of the camping festivals where everybody's just in one big field the whole time or every sporting event. Yeah. Or like a sporting event. Like we have like, because people are in slims and then Kings and all this stuff like that, it's not really the exact same as putting every single person in the same space for the whole weekend. God damn. I love that fucking festival, man. I hope it happens this year. I'm not, I wasn't, well, I wasn't even planning on it being around this side of the world for it, but it looks like I might be this time. So shit, shit, come down. I'd love to dude. I'd love to. for the listener, that's how you book a festival. It's that easy. <laughs> See, there's one guy. There, there's one artist book right there. Um, Just like that, y'all. That's Nathan, when done. am I gonna? When when do I? Am I main? What, what am I playing? What's you want to play Nooch? The pod, dude. Oh, you want to to do the pod there? Oh, that's, no, I do not. That's absolutely you. not. Man, we did that bathroom. <laughs> we did the bathroom session with Zeph that time. That was pretty oh memorable. the lost sessions. That we have no idea. I have no idea where those recordings are. Yeah, because I never heard that shit, and I was wondering whatever the hell. I've never heard that shit. I'm on this thing every week. I, I have no idea where they are. I don't handle the. I'm not what you call a tech person. You were <laughs> talking about .exe earlier. You weren't drinking that hard that whole time. What happened to that shit? Uh, I don't. Well, the memory card was given to someone, and I don't know what ended up on what or didn't end up on on. I don't. I have absolutely no idea. I really don't recall. Man, you'll have to find that one of these days, and maybe we'll release it, but. Who knows, man? Last, it, it'll uh, be a Patreon exclusive. Lastly, have you been doing anything? You had to cancel some shit, but have you do, been doing anything in, like productive? Yeah, man, like trying writing. to. Uh, he keeps yeah. texting me saying, hey, what rhymes with Corona? <laughs> <laughs> so I figure he's doing some songwriting. Uh, man, <laughs> you're fucking my, on one, dude. <laughs> let's see, my Bologna? No, that's been done. Yeah, my, my <laughs> oh, man. Hey, yeah. is it Clementine or Clementine? Because I got to tell you, one of these is going to really help me if it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Man, uh, God damn it, dude. You're on one. You've been locked up too long. Someone fucking spring this guy out. Yeah. And, uh, hey, heads up. In case you know, I have not been in a house with three children every fucking oh, shit. day for no, so shit. long. God damn. That's brutal, man. They just got Animal Crossing. Oh, no shit. big deal. Um, nice. Nice. <laughs> not a man. brag. I'm going to tell you right now. Dude, it's not a brag. You know, honestly, a lot of this whole... It's... It, Canceled tours fucking sucks, and it's going to suck a whole lot more whenever I've been grounded a whole lot more. And my heart's already on the road right now, being like, shit, when the fuck am I getting back out there? But it has been kind of nice to spend more time in my house than I've probably spent here in the last year. <clears throat> I was aiming at basically going to be spending between, no, or I guess October 31st and June 6th, I would have had tallied up a total of four and a half weeks in my house. Damn. So I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of stoked to be here because it's letting me, A, catch up on a lot of shit, B, feel like I live somewhere, which is kind of important <laughs> to the psyche. I lost track of that. But three, <clears throat> I've been I've been writing a whole bunch, and I've kind of, since all the, the squirrel in the garden shit is kind of out the window now, that whole American release tour is gone. I've decided that, fuck it. Um, let's just go ahead and shelf that album early, and if people discover it, they do. And if not, um, <clears throat> fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Um well, here you go. Hurt, I, I got something for you. But uh, I'm planning on uh, I'm planning on writing a whole new album. Is kind of the plan right now. So um, trying to release a whole nice. new album by the time this thing's done. And, and talking like later this year, I've, I've been in conversation with the boys and and trying to figure out what's the best way of recording this thing. It's obviously not going to be done in a studio. Um, how much fidelity can we lose? Fuck it. If we lose fidelity, we're recording during a fucking pandemic. So maybe who cares? But um. That's kind of what I'm working on now. That's the plan. So I'm about to go down to Ragtown tomorrow, <clears throat> down in the the Delta, and and just spend time out there in a screened in porch and write for a few weeks. And I was about to say, what's Ragtown? Ragtown is uh, it's near Turkey Scratch, where uh, Levon Helm oh, is from. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I got you, I got you, yeah, got you. you know, yeah. My my best friend Hayden has uh, grew up on a farm down there in about three thousand acres. And uh, there's a little there's a little hunting house out there on that land, and and he's been down there for three weeks already. I've been kind of riding it out here for a bit, and uh, yeah, planning on heading down to Ragtown. There's a 120 year old pool table, a screened in porch, an extra cot for me, and a uh, radio. So I think we'll be in good shape. <clears throat> That's the oldest pool table I've ever even heard about, dude. It's old as shit, man. <laughs> I seen the tag on it too, man. I have a question: Can you play snooker on it? I don't even fucking want to try to play snooker because that seems like a bullshit sport. But I do know. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Oh, that's a, hang, that, on, hang on, hang, hang on. on. This is a snooker friendly oh, podcast, I, my, my my man. I, I can, I know. I can imagine. Snooker. So he, he just here. Give me, give me hard sixty seconds. <laughs> so I, I can't. All wait. right. It seems like bullshit, but then I've come to realize that maybe it's not bullshit because obviously there's different kinds of sports and renditions of sports that are still pretty fucking cool. And sports are sports, and sports are fucking dope, right? We can all agree right. on that. Sports rule, but, dude. <laughs> sports fucking rule. <laughs> So who am I to say that any sport is dumb as fuck? So I go ahead and immediately call myself out on that, and I'm sorry. And I issue my official apology. Secondly, I have discovered that there are a lot more friends of mine, especially those in North Carolina that are getting into snooker, which might be a weird Whoa. kind of colloquial thing. It, Mostly. It's, it's just Enoch that, as far as I know. Really? I, literally the so, only person I know. Me so and some know, of my online aliases. <laughs> you know, Our, uh, yeah. John Teal, what's his last name? John Teal from Chatham County Line. His last mm. name Teal. Uh, I, I don't know him, but I know him. Yeah, yeah. So we actually, it was crazy. I ran into those boys in London, and then I got to see him again. We happened to be in Utrecht on the same day. I was recording some music with my friend Judy Blank. 
And uh, those boys hopped in and, and got some fiddle on it. But I know John was talking all about fucking snooker. And I was like, what the fuck? Interesting. Oh, I'm going to reach seen out. Him post shit about snooker because he lives in Raleigh. Last time That's I, hilarious. I met him at Slim's. I see him in the shop. So this is crazy because there's, not, said, What's up? there's not a regulation. Well, post-pandemic, I will. There's not a regulation uh, snooker table in North Carolina. There's probably not one in Arkansas. Because well, a, a regulation not. snooker table is 12 foot by 6 foot. <laughs> Two weeks in a row we've talked about this. It's massive. Shit. It's like a garage door. It's crazy. But it's we're a great about to, sport. We're about to pop up on people's uh, search terms if they were looking for snooker. <laughs> the snooker cast. Hey, look. Welcome back to the snooker cast. Um, Not snooker. Uh, Dylan, here's the thing I was going to say. I lost you for a second earlier, and you were talking about the record, Squirrel in the Garden. And we got to hear, we, we got, to hear how Hopscotch got booked. Very simple. Just on the pod. This is how record stores work. So we are sold out of New Country to Be, and we are down to our last copy of Squirrel in the Garden. Woo! Big so, and bad, so I'll tell you what. We got to reorder some Dylan Earl records, yeah. We're, we're well, big dude, business. I'll well, see apparently he's the... giving them away. He's already shoved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, give oh, me a two for Give me a BOGO. I was about to try to make a joke about fucking getting drunk touch with the warehouse and seeing if they got any, but the warehouse is just my closet, so I'm pretty sure I got, I would love yeah, to. I feel like that's what space. you're sitting on is a stack of records. Now I'm sitting on my bar. I wish y'all could see oh. this right now. This is Check I, the the I, can, I can see it. I sort of see it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm this a, is I'm like, on an iPhone. This is like oh, a shit. server's. It's a server's nook here. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was made up in the process of actually building the thing. I was impressed with our real stone and high, uh, drunk fucking uh, carpentry here. We did a good like job. You, you, know? you you painted yourself into a corner, like you you sort built of. it around you. Like I just this is good enough. This is yeah exactly. It's kind of how it worked. It's like this seems right, and just kind of measured things <laughs> as we went. You know. It worked out, so we got a, a 13 foot bar in the house now, and um, so that's honestly helped alleviate a lot of this shit because I can still hang out at the bar and we can put well, the uh, and ice and all that, you know. Yeah, you get the. Uh, it sounds like all, you're one snooker table away from being the best bar in America. Come on with it. <laughs> you get the psychological satisfaction of like being able to sit at a bar and have someone serve you. Dude, absolutely, because it's it's like elbow height, and I got we got these old bar stools here too, so it's. It's sturdy too. I can fucking lean back. I can throw my feet up on that shit. I can, I can get pissed off when the Razorbacks lose right at it. It's great. <laughs> I, I can throw my feet up on it like I do in the normal bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody, anybody who's ever booked a show with me knows that's my first style. I fucking, I don't fucking load in. The band loads in. I walk in and throw my fucking. Feet <laughs> oh, the off. band loves that. No, dude, man, I would not be caught dead letting those guys feet up. That <laughs> Hey, fella. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, careful with that one. Yeah, careful with that one. That was like 200 Whoa, bucks. whoa, 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 dude. I just got that <laughs> shit, though. Dude, for real. Hey, whoa, don't shake that up, man. I got those shirts kind of organized a little bit. I rolled them up already, so don't even <laughs> yeah. careful bringing that cardboard box full of T-shirts in here. Uh, dude, yeah, yeah. Also, to, to, to blow some smoke, like, we've sold more copies of Squirrel in the Garden than any other country record this year by someone who wasn't named Tyler Childers. Or Sturgill yeah. Simpson, I would imagine. Sturgill, yeah, if you combine all his... Oh, yeah, and I guess the new one. I forgot about that one, the, the soundtrack thing. I understand your point. Like, I didn't mean to sound... I didn't mean no, no, to make no, no, compliment Dylan, sound. I don't know if you heard. Well, you're still, me, actually, man, I thought you were in second place. No, you're in third place at least. <laughs> Matt, you got anybody else you want to ask about? Say I understood the sentiment. I understood the sentiment. No, no, we sold more Abbey Road than Dylan. Yeah, there's another one. Dylan's behind that one. Really? Um, no, but we sold a lot of your record. I mean, I think uh, and we're, we're going to get some more. It'll be great. Which, I mean... Absolutely. That, mo- that blows my mind, dude. That blows my mind. It's crazy as shit. I'm, I, I fucking love the shit out of North Carolina. And, and I really, honestly, one place I thought the most about when I, about canceling all this shit is canceling North Carolina run because it was shaping up into being so damn badass. And had I known y'all were going to be on that show too, we would have just made a whole fucking weekend out of it. 
Well, we still can. Raleigh. Raleigh. That's yeah, the thing. I mean, now we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Well, true. and also, by the way, it was going to be during baseball season. We we're going to go back to the jungle. Oh, buddy, you bet your fine ass we <laughs> dude, would. We're, we're going to go back and see Doug Getzinger, King of the Jungle. God, <laughs> dude, what a fucking character, man. I got some Crocs for him now. He'll <laughs> <laughs> um, love my Crocs. Who's holding? We do have to. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, but do you have a um, do you have a favorite John Prine song that we can cut, play right after your uh, segment here? Man, holy shit, that's that's a tough one. Or like uh, one, or just a, a favorite one. Man, I've always loved Illegal Smile, of course. You know, and, and how about your flag decals? Let's do the flag decals song. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's really sure. important for times these days, and I've always thought just had a message that really transcends everything. 100%. But now let's say. Illegal smile also it, it, it hits a little more personally, you know, for me. Because Lord have mercy, have I shown up to all the places I've ever played Stone to Sale? Claims so listener, um, Dylan's a Chiba Hawk. If no one caught that, <laughs> hey guys, I, I'm not here to talk your ear off about it or nothing, but I fucking love weed. Okay, <laughs> legalize it. Well, I'm hey, look, all... look where I'm broadcasting from. <laughs> we yeah 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 hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Let's play Illegal Smile real fast, and then no uh, uh, flag decals. Okay, we'll play we'll play one right now and then we'll play one at the end. How about that? Cool. I got I also have another great song I want to show you guys too. Remind me. Okay, hell yeah. Um okay. and so let's do that and then uh, take a break and we'll all come back and, and right after that. Readers digest in the back of a dirty bookstore. A plastic flag with gum on the back fell out on the floor. Well, I picked it up and I ran outside, slapped it on my window shield. And if I could see old Betsy Ross, I'd tell her how good I feel. But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore well i went to the bank this morning and the cashier said to me if you join the christmas club we'll give you ten of them flags for free well i didn't mess around a bit i took him up on what he said and I stuck them stickers all over my car And one on my wife's forehead But your flag cow won't get you Into heaven anymore They're already overcrowded From your dirty little war Now Jesus don't like killing No matter what the reason's for And your flag cow won't get you Into heaven Flag cow won't get you into heaven anymore. We're already overcrowded. 
from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. Uh, we're back, and that was whatever John Prine song we decided on. My vote was flag decals. Um, hey, we'll see. We are back here with Dylan Earl from Arkansas and an hour in the past. We've yep. already lived it in North Carolina. <clears throat> Time traveler, dude. He hey, has dude. made another drink at his own bar. I did. Cheers. Did you sit? Did you make it and then go sit down on the other side of it and then receive <clears throat> it? Well, and then, <clears throat> then walk back around? Pretty much. Yeah. He also, because he's a cheapskate, he put $2 bills down for the tip. And then when he walked around, he took one on the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually sitting back here behind the bar too, you know? Because I tipped, I, I tipped my own bar with the, the quote-unquote first first dollar we made, you know, how all bars Oh, right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, when times ever get desperate, you always have that one, you know? You always dude, crack that glass with that one dollar left. It's back there, dude. It's back there. Me, Shatter in case there, of emergency. Yeah. Back well, there with, with a receipt from a hotel in Wyoming and a Polaroid of me and uh, Corey Baum. Corey and the boys, Corey. Never been to Wyoming. Man, it's pretty tight. Yeah. Pretty tight. Crowded, I hear. It's just like the South, a lot of meth, but better scenery, maybe. Huh. Sounds like home. Yeah. <laughs> I know we just heard a song, but uh, speaking of bars. that song you love man i'm mostly really bummed out that that people can't see all the weed that matt's growing and so can't see weed. all our pretty faces well, you know? hey here's something i love they always low. they do well, this on if, the news they always talk about street value matt what street value how much street value of weed do you have behind you I've never i love tried it when to they, it. When <laughs> they bust somebody this is all for me oh that's personal Fair use enough, man so yeah, it has no no street value yeah wonder it's if free, that baby. holds up in court it's priceless is what it is People can see it if someone uh, got the screenshot for the Instagram post. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Nathan? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I got a screenshot. I got some screenshots. Is there a good shot? Should I go? Uh, you, look, you look fine. You look, you look just fine. <laughs> I th- you might be the only one with the shots going on. However, I can make Ooh. that happen here in a sec. I know. Man. Um, so, Dylan, well, um, thank you very much for, uh, for calling in to the Nice Prize podcast. We appreciate it. Um, are you going to do any more Instagram concerts or no? Because if so, we'll tell people to keep an eye out and we'll we'll share the share the thread. But if you're if you're if you're retired because it was too weird for you and you want to cook dinner without people seeing you cook dinner, we understand that as well. <laughs> well, next time I don't plan on getting so fucked up, so I won't be cooking dinner. I hope. But um, I yeah, I'm doing it again because I'm gonna master it. I'm gonna get ahead of it. I'm gonna beat this thing. I'm gonna figure it out. You know, it was just like getting on stage for the first time at the fucking carnival when I was a kid. You know, so that same kind of shit. But um. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm out to beat the damn thing. And so I'm going to broadcast live from Ragtown on Saturday. That would be the 17th, I believe. Nice. Oh, of April? Yes. Oh, we're so coming up on Saturday. It. Shit. Yeah. That'll be. So we're doing tomorrow. Oh, oh y'all. So this will be tomorrow? out on Friday the 17th. So Saturday the 18th. Is that what you're saying? Saturday the 18th. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, what if, what if I just went ahead and did it on Friday the 17th? That way y'all can release this. 
and go straight into the, the fucking show if you want to. You know, I mean, shit, hey, you that, whatever you want to do, we will post hey, about. I'm no podcast doctor here. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your jobs, <laughs> you know, but I'm just suggesting bitches. simply. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll plan on broadcasting from Ragtown on the 17th. I just picked the 17th and was hoping it was a Friday or Saturday. So it turns out it. it's a Friday. You were right. What are going to be broadcasting on? from the front porch at Ragtown. Me and Hayden are going to be fucking shotgunning beers in the cornfields and shit, getting all sorts of fucked up. So y'all Hell tune yeah. in. Y'all get ready to watch that shit because it will be a fucking spectacle. I'll tell Hams, you that. I presume. I heard he's got 120-year-old Wi-Fi out there. Dude, it's pretty old, but it connects, you know. It's Bonds an older code, sir, but it still checks out. You know, name that film right now. Five. What'd you what say? It? Three. It's say it an again. older code, sir, but it still checks out. Five. I've seen four, four movies. Four, so three, <laughs> two, one. Return of the Jedi, guys. Come on, man. Whenever Han's uh, flying the fucking goddamn shuttle down to Endor, y'all some bitches. Come on, y'all. Y'all call y'all some fucking nerds. Come I'm on. I'm a Star Trek boy. I remember when he flew the shuttle out. Me outdoor. too, dude. I don't remember when he flew it to Endor. Well, he flies flies down to Endor and he's passing the the big super. Uh, Star Destroyer, or, yeah, Super Death Knight, no, Star Destroyer, the big one that Vader's on, and Vader knows that they're there, but they the Death Star go dude anyway because he's gonna go meet, not the Death, but on the way, dude. I'm not. Come on, man. Follow really? me, bro. What's your <laughs> not favorite the Death Star? I'm talking on the way to the Death Star. <laughs> I'm saying on no on, on the way on the way down to Endor, he's passing the Death Star and that big old the big mega Star Destroyer. The big one, not like the regular. Man, so Enoch. sounds like you're describing Enoch, have you, the Death have Star. Have you ever though, seen right? a Star Wars movie? All the first, dude. The first three, I was super into in like middle school. Really? That's yeah. a cool. That's a cool time to be into them, probably because that was when they were remaking all that shit. So yeah. the yeah. first one came stuff, out, but the, I was the pod race it. one that came out, and I went and saw yeah. it like the day it came out, and I thought it was sick. Dude, I remember kind of thinking it was dope too, and then I look back on it and I was like, man, I've been wrong about a lot of things in my life, and that was one of them, you know. But hey, Nathan, you talking about Star Trek? Here's my thing: I grew up on Star Wars, but Star Trek is where my heart really is. You want to talk about a boy who's got a VHS collection of next gen? Oh, you got the next gen? Hell yeah! All of them, Sorry. dude. All of them on VHS. I got all the original movies too. Look, man, I'm not that, here. I didn't get on this podcast. I should dive into that. And talk into your ear off about it. Liz but. and I just finished um, the new Picard on the CBS All Access thing. Was it dope as fuck? I liked it. I mean, it kind of got a only little, option. Like, was it like dope as fuck? Can, yes or no? You like how it conditioned the only, only answer? Your spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you said some? You said some other shit. You try to dance around it. Yes or no, Nathan? Was it dope as fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you dope, cannot, too. you cannot comment further. Was it dope as fuck? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. All right. On to the next. Right. That's it. That's all I need, man. That's all I need. That's good stuff. I love to hear it. You love to hear it, man. I mean, come on. Um, so, Dylan, uh, ma'am, what do you have for the people to plug? Where, where should they look? If they enjoyed this podcast appearance, they have never heard your music before somehow, and they want to hear it, where should they go to hear it? Let's see. Uh, it should go to Nice Price Books and buy the remaining uh, Squirrel in the Garden album. They should, they should DM uh, us on Instagram, and we will set that DM up. DM you on Instagram. We are closed, and then so don't do that. That's right. Don't show up to the store. But <laughs> don't go to the store, motherfucker. Stay home. That's right. I've been home so long, I forgot I was even home. Anyway, um, yeah, I would say uh, hit the internet. There's uh, this awesome search engine. I don't know if it's gotten to North Carolina yet. It's called Google. <laughs> we got Google. Yeah. Um, we got so, Google. We just got it. Nice, nice. You know. For those of y'all that are just tuning in, Enoch's been digging at me all day about being from Arkansas. And Nathan's Anyhow. first search was hentai. <laughs> hentai uh, question mark <laughs> yeah. 
right, that got me. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> I can't even fucking talk right now. Um, cheers, y'all. Um, I guess to answer your question, um, stay the fucking home. Google it. And uh, there's new albums on the internet. And Spotify is also a usable tool to find my stuff. And uh, hopefully find me at a local venue near you if you're in the North Carolina area. If not, if you're anywhere else in the world, chances are I might be there. If not, in your dreams, I hope. Cheers. <laughs> We love you. Well, um, we're gonna post. A, we're gonna close the show out with uh, one of your songs. I'll decide which one. I'm gonna tell oh, you right okay. now. I'm leaning towards uh, "House of Ill Repute." That's probably the one I'm gonna go with. Oh, thanks. Um, but that's a cool song. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thanks for calling in. We're gonna call you back next week. We'll check back in with you. See if you're still quarantined. See what our coming in live from Ragtown. I'll be coming yeah. in from Ragtown, baby. Y'all, y'all get ready, man. It's gonna be something because we'll be in some type of fucking disrepair. I'm sure. Yeah, Ragtown um, population two, but two baby. Hey, Lords of Ragtown, man, somebody's got a Lord. Right. <laughs> That's anyway, <tight>. um, <laughs> it, it's it, it's a real thing. But uh, hey, also here's my homework for you boys. Whenever I before I sign yes. off next oh, week, yeah, yeah. when Give I us call in, here's my homework. Homework, excuse me. Um, I want y'all to listen to this song. Let me, let, you might have to edit this out here real quick. Let me let me make sure I got the dude's last name. Just He's trying to figure out how to spell Despacito. <laughs> 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 all right this is a this i got homework for you guys and this is a theotis ely song i don't know if it's eli or ely ely it's called stand up in it and if you don't okay. know anything about theotis ely and stand up in it by next week when i call you i want to know everything you know about standing up in it We'll do that 100%. Because if you ain't stood up in it, you don't know shit. You know what I'm and saying? And for, um, for the listener, we have a link tree for our pod. We will add a link to that song into our link tree. So if you want to also hear that song right now, you click on our, what is it, bio? Yeah, click on, yep. in the bio will be a link you click on, and there's some shit in there too. And that'll have yeah, all the playlists we've made and the other stuff too. Yeah, right, it's a, li- a list of reference points that we've mentioned that week. <clears throat> it's not so, safe for the office or for the school. Well, good thing none of those things are open right now. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah, NSFG. G is for grandma. Um, oh, uh, so, Dylan, thanks for calling in. Stay safe. Be cool. Play another show. We'll tell everybody to see you on Saturday. Um, Jobless. That's right. See you guys. See you, bud. Davis, love you. Well, you just heard from um, Arkansas's finest, Dylan Earl. Um, luckily, he was able to keep pedaling long enough, keep the lights on, keep the Wi-Fi going. Had enough uh, electricity stored over. He gets in a monthly allotment, you know, out there in Arkansas. But um, we're back and bad, and we're ready for our new segment, Homework. Well, before that, I did want to play one thing, that Thomas McNeely has come through and found a old Nice Price jingle that I don't know if you've heard before. Is this true? <laughs> Tommy that's, Mac? That's true. And and now it's going to sound... I had to play it from my cassette deck because I couldn't get my sampler set up in time. But but uh, I, I got it for y'all, and I wanted to, to run that real quick. Oh, this is, so this is, is going to be a live reaction. Yeah, People this is going to be a live, live reaction. YouTube, they, they, they watch this. Area Man reacts to... Uh, Too bad we're not re- showing this anymore. Love it already. This is dope. <laughs> Money 
That was um, standing ovation. That was amazing. Incredible. Yeah. So a lot of the listeners that are from the area might have heard that back in the uh, back in the day on the radio. But yeah, twenty years ago, when they name checked Brian, me, and Alex. <laughs> I guess that kind of <laughs> timestamps it a little bit. <laughs> no, that was sick. So Thomas made that. Yeah, Thomas made that. He sent it back a while. He sent. It, he made it a while back. Sent it, and then it was kind of in a a, a time where the pod wasn't as active. So. Uh, I remembered it and and hit him up and he, he, he sent it back and uh, and I and I wanted to show it to y'all because I feel like yeah that was dope. amazing. I, well, we gotta have to- now we gotta have him on the pod next week. Yeah, to discuss, that's great. Do, do yeah. a uh, behind the music. We should definitely do a behind the music for it. Um, <laughs> that was sick. I want to. Can we wait? Can we have? Do you you got the real shit so we can put that wherever we want to whenever we want to. Yeah, yeah. I've got the I've got it somewhere. Um, now, we what's can, your credit on that? I feel like I've heard some of these ideas floating around before. Did you get a co-writer credit on that? That, that co-arrangement. We were we kind of made that one up in the tour van on some Jenny Bazette's tour, and but that was the the origin of the idea was Thomas, and then we kind of flushed it out, and then uh, I kind of forgot about it, and then he followed through and made the whole thing because Thomas is always pretty active on that stuff, and he's good about you know getting shit done. And he's got less to do these days, what with the uh, coronavirus. I think we all do. I got plenty to do. My day's stocked. <clears throat> well, uh, speaking of doing things with your day, we assigned some things to one another. You did. Homework. Down with homework, 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 homework. Down. homework. Yeah. So I watched a movie you told me to watch called Finders Keepers. To the listeners, we, um, we've posted this on Instagram. Hopefully follow us there so you can see that uh, and follow us for next week's as well. But everything's being posted as we go on the link tree and in the Instagram. This is all new to us, everyone. We're still learning as well. Yeah. Season um, three, but hey, you know what? No one's... Always keep learning, everyone. Do you want to go first, Enoch, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. So, I like... So, two things. One, um, I, it's similar to the... Uh, this is more or less just like, hey, here's some shit I've seen in the since quarantine, isolation, what have you, that I think... You should watch yeah. for whatever reason. So, so Matt's was the the documentary from 2015 called Finders Keepers, and right, we we watched it last night as well. And Leona found it afterwards on a list of ways to you know make your uh, quarantine pass by a little faster. And so I was wondering, Matt, when oh. you found it? I found it when I I had seen the name on Amazon Prime, and I knew that it was from North Carolina. Somehow that was in my mind. I knew that it was in the Winston Salem. Carolina area. was on your mind. And then I saw it on a a list of things that were supposed to be, quote, similar to Tiger King in some way or another. Like, if you like Tiger King, here's some, like, other things that aren't quite as extreme. Well, the first uh, one was Liger King. Uh, <laughs> so it was, I knew that it was going to be a documentary about some sort of weirdos and some sort of area. Like, I knew kind of what to expect but not really really what to expect as far as subject matter so just through a couple of little different things i had just seen it pop up a couple of times so i was like yeah i've 
oh yeah, this is a thing I've heard about. And then once it got going a little bit, I was like, holy shit, this is kind of tripping me out. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, the thing I love about homework is that, you know, we have fewer new records to talk about. The whole world's gone to shit. It's not the same thing. So it's nice to have like, usually we have the comfort of like, oh, we're going to talk about this record or this thing is out. Now is my time to sort of ingest it. And I like that we're assigning each other things. For the listener, you may recall, I didn't particularly enjoy the last bit of homework that Matt gave me. It was a movie called Punch right. Bum. And, and so now I'm, try, I'm trying not to troll you as much as I am. Uh, just this one was one that I thought you would at least get a kick out of in some way. Here's what I'll uh, say. As much as I did not like Beach Bum, that's how much I did li- like this. I loved, I loved okay. this. I thought it was amazing. And it's it like, it is amazing. <laughs> and it's a thing I'm going to suggest and not like on a, like LOL, not on a Tiger King level, which I, it's, I understand why people are going to equate those two because of the, like some of the more slapstick nature of some of the stuff. But the real heart of this documentary is really real and they're like, likable. They're not complete. They're not all tools. Like you leave Tiger King thinking like no one was likable from this, except the dude with no legs. That guy rules. Oh yeah, there are a couple people, but yeah, yeah. you know, you no, know, I know what I'm trying. I to know say. what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> like Tiger King is is a war with yourself to not stop watching because you want to see the end to the salacious stuff. This movie, um, like I, documentaries. When I, I obviously it's a running joke. I haven't seen a lot of movies, but I have seen a fair number of documentaries. But I absolutely loved this movie. I would suggest it to any single person alive, <laughs> and I would suggest it to anybody from North Carolina who has ever dealt with or, or anybody. Like, I'm from Raleigh. I'm not from a small town, but, like, right. I have people – I know people that are from small towns. I'll say – And I've dealt with – and I've, I've grown up on the other side. Like, man, this movie um, is so well – does such a good job of, of maintaining humanity despite – it could have gone another way. It's not exploitative. It's right. not, and like, it making really fun of these gone people. Way, and it could have gone another way, and it didn't. And I, I, I can't – 10 out of 10 – 11 out of 10. I, I thought it was great. I was suggesting so to anyone. One thing, one thing I found out was that a lot of things before this documentary, and one of the reasons why it's kind of – the family is almost tired of talking about it in some time. They're like, well, we've been – I bet. Is that – Jesus um, Christ. A yeah. lot, by the time that these documentary people came along, they had already been kind of through the full cycle of the story as far as well, they knew. So well, yeah, they, they had been they, on like yeah. like a show called like a world's dumbest hillbillies and stuff like that, and like a lot of that times stings. they they had thought that they were going <laughs> to be faves. kind of <laughs> kind of fairly represented, and then uh, they were kind of made fun of like over and over again. So the fact that these documentary people kind of came in and told the story as it is, and I will say I agree. I this reminds me a lot of cousins I have. So y'all are more Eastern Carolina. I have For most sure. of my family is from like. Like Charlotte, Winston, and West, and I have cousins that sound exactly like this. <laughs> yeah. like, and These it was dudes, just like one of those things where I was just like, "Holy shit, this is wild." I, um, the the there's so many aspects of it that like I, I really I really appreciated, and there are moments where you want to start to hate certain people, and even the people you kind of want to start to hate. I, there are certainly moments I had some hard times with Shannon for sure. But even he, man, that dude. <laughs> a, but, but the bedrock of some of the stuff that he went through makes you be sympathetic towards him at times, even if he inexplicably wanted to like manufacture. What's so the funniest thing to me about this whole documentary is that the actual thing that is the hook, if you will, is really so um, inconsequential in any way. Like well, no one's. Like they think, okay, so he 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 plants his whole life on this thing, on it being like his his money ticket out, 
and it is so far from i'm trying to not spoil everything are, i was about to say are we making it a point not to spoil it because no, let's, let's go ahead i think we should talk about it because if, if we've i if think we're we making should, a point we, to we've already tell we've already made a point to put post it online and everything else we should be talking about this so for everybody that doesn't know he he buys a, a foot a leg really. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no that makes no. it sound like he went to the foot store and bought one <laughs> i was gonna say well he so he buys he bought a, a grill he, he buys a grill yeah, I guess that's more accurate. <laughs> a man buys a grill at like a yard sale, flea market kind of. As anyone, it was at a uh, setup. No, it was his. Uh, it was a uh, storage unit auction. Right. And he uh, bought a grill just, like it, it was a smoker, like anyone would. Yeah. And, and there was uh, just some pre-smoked meat in it. That's all. And there was a there was a human leg in it, from the knee oh. down. It's it was plum nasty. A, a leg. What's that, sir? A hum a man a human leg like a piece of driftwood. <laughs> Um, um, he says plum nasty got me grossed then, out. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is a pretty short, uh, cool way to describe it that makes you kind of want to know more. Uh, a man finds a human leg in a grill that he bought, and his whole life turns bananas. Both people's uh, lot, and the and the the, uh, the previous owner of the leg, right, <laughs> gets involved, and everything goes all the way to shit. And that sounds I, ridiculous, and it is. Can I say real fast that like part of the thing that was surprising and surprisingly heartfelt to me was when they you thought that it was they kind of go through this whole media circus and it goes over and over and it, you just are wondering when it's going to end and when the other shoe is going to drop um, oh, because one ooh. of them has some like drug problems and everything else and when they go on judge mathis kind of towards the end of the cycle that you would imagine this thing had and then it turns out and you're like wow like i can't believe they're kind of using these people as you know fodder for their show because it, it kind of feels like they're making fun of everybody and then it turns out that Judge Mathis noticed that the one dude had a problem and like helped him get into a really nice rehab clinic and was kind oh. of the reason he turned his life around. Shout I was all like, the way Damn, out to Judge Mathis. Shout <laughs> out to Judge Mathis. Like maximum shout yeah, out to Judge that Mathis. That shit ruled. It made me so happy. But then, then also when Shannon is on Judge Mathis, he's very like articulate and he know he's like I know this is a very bizarre out there kind of thing. But he's like, let's say you bought a mattress and there was a million dollars in it. Yeah. Like, he has his way of arguing about it. That's right. like, now, here's, here's that's my argument like... against Shannon, though, is he, is he is misunderstanding the, like, the sort of concept. He's being very semantic about the law. But here's sure. the thing. If his argument is that this leg has value, so therefore I want this leg. But Judge Mathis gave him value, gave him money. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And said, yeah, hey, look, sure. what you want out of this is money. What he wants is his leg. You get the money. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, gets his yeah. leg. And it should have been <laughs> damn over with. <laughs> Instead, yeah. somehow that's not the end of it. And that's when, I, for me, Shannon turned a little bit over when it was like, "Sure, yeah." But you got the money out of it, Shannon. Well, like, if you decided it was also when John then, says a thing that seems obvious that I don't know why I never thought of. He's like, "Man, anybody else would have bought the grill. He'd have done giving my leg back already." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, "Damn, that's some true ass shit, that dude." Because like, yeah, who anybody else opens up like, "Jesus Christ, there's a leg in here." <laughs> Well, when, also when he was talking about how how he handled the leg, it, it got me real good. When he was like, his sister was talking, and she was like, "Well, he done wrapped it up with wire like a joint, <laughs> like a doobie, yeah, like a doobie, like a doobie." He hung it up in the possum. He hung it up in the possum tree behind the house, and I was like, "Possum tree? Like what the possum? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Yeah, is that where the possums live, or where you hang the possums? I'm confused. Uh, I was, I was so well, confused. The when it so yeah, Shannon ended up being like. The, the prick in it but by the end of it he was like look i just want to be a star if i haven't if i've died and i haven't like been paid to make people laugh and entertain people i just don't know what i would do 
I'm just like, oh, like that's something in and of itself too. Hey, like, bummer, bummer news. <laughs> Post movie. Oh, he's fucking uh, dead. He's dead. Yeah. What? Uh, died of a heart attack. Like, oh my a god. Year, a year after this came out, like 2016. Oh, damn. That's that's all he had was the leg. Was keeping him alive. Damn, I had no idea. Shit. I didn't either. I didn't either, actually. I guessed by by your tone. Damn, yeah, yeah. Now, trigger but... warning, dude. So I had, I had read a thing where it was it was from the filmmakers, and I so they were talking about it, and they said um, he was into the movie and everything. The, his main complaint was that there wasn't enough of him; that he felt like they split the screen time too evenly. Um, and then uh, he would think that. And then they were saying that he had broken his leg. A couple times in a row, same leg as the guy had had missing, and they might have to amputate it because he had like diabetes or something like that. And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And then they were like, "But you know, the, he also might be playing it up." So I looked a little bit deeper after I saw that interview, and it turned out that he had just let his health go to shit and had a heart attack, and he was just too too huge. I mean, he had like put on like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. He's already a big dude, and his right. heart just like exploded basically. It's just such a bummer the way it goes down, but for Shannon that is, and I didn't even know he had died for God's sake, but. Um, but I, but as far as like as an actual documentary as a movie, I mean, th- I, this I goes remember. on the list with the movie called Brothers Keeper I watched that like blew me away. Uh, Hoop Dreams, like some of these other documentaries that we all talk about as like best documentaries, this one goes on the list for me as like just an amazing amazing movie. I thought it was. So You're cool. welcome. I thought I would get. I thought I would uh, <laughs> hook you hook you up since I fucked you on Beach Bum. Oh my god. Because I had a I had a feeling you would like this movie. I didn't well, know Beach you was Bum- gonna be. Beach Bum took a year off my life, for God's sake. Jesus well, Beach Christ. Bum, I, I'm not saying Beach Bum was only a troll. I legit like that movie, I, but I, I was... Like, yeah, idiots, I, both. <laughs> that, it wasn't only a troll. I just wanted to see what you thought about it once we... And it, it was also before he started assigning homework, so that was the beginning of that idea, too. Um, so, But this one was one that I thought you would at least get a kick out of. I didn't know it would be... But yeah, I will, Rachel and I, I, I both just sat back and watched it, and within a few minutes, I was like, "Man, this is really this is these dudes are so funny." Because also, they're both naturally really funny people. That's also another thing. It's right. like both of them sit them down, cut the camera on, and say, "Here, here's a phone book. Read it off." And you're what both is like, the song he starts guy. singing? What is what is the song he starts singing? Uh, along with like the the backing track, but I can't remember what it is. Anyway, uh, I don't recall. I don't recall. I'm sorry. So moving on, Finders Keepers. It looks like three thumbs up. Every single thumb I've got is up. Now, I am curious. Now, okay, to your point, I did not assign this boxing match as a troll in any way. um, Right. But I assigned this as a thing that I I knew you would not – y'all wouldn't say, hey, I'm going to watch this fight. And then specifically – Well, I wouldn't even know about the fight. I mean, I would – That's true. It was a big deal at the time, though. But but also, when Nathan – it peaked – what caught my ear was uh, last week's episode, Nathan – kept talking about the damn commercials that he was watching on YouTube. <laughs> like he was watching old yeah. basketball games, but all I talked about was the commercials. And I liked that. I could find that's not all I talked about. I was just saying it adds to, it's like when you watch it on the replay on like ESPN classic and it's maybe either cut out or played great. It, it kind of helps you play, helps <laughs> shave yourself. club for men <laughs> helps, helps place yourself in that time period. A yeah. Little I more. put on my more authentic. I put on my pills. fucking, my Instagram story today. I put a picture or a little clip of, it's starting because I like the way the graphics looked. Yeah. So when I when when I was able to find a full broadcast, it was actually a rebroadcast, not a lot, but it doesn't matter. When I was able to find that, I was like, you know what? I feel confident that this will, if they don't love the event, the fight, they'll love or at least appreciate. This will be fun at least. So I'm, so, but I am extremely curious to know what y'all thought of this fight. So here's the thing to the listener: what he wanted us to watch was um, the first Riddick uh, from 1992. Yep. 
Uh, Evander Holyfield from Atlanta, Georgia, the heavyweight champion of the world. The real deal. Evander, real deal Holyfield versus Riddick. Was it Big Daddy? Big, boy. Big Daddy Bo. Oh, yeah, Big Daddy. <laughs> from and Brooklyn, New York. He's just a fan of the Adam Sandler movie? Is that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the next fight, he's Riddick, Mr. Deeds Bo. <laughs> So there, uh, it's a big deal. This is this guy's big. As far as I'm able to piece together from the little uh, video package at the beginning of this, Riddick Bow has been like on a roll. This is his big moment to shine. Uh, first heavyweight championship bout, right? Precisely. And Evander Holyfield is already he's the real deal for God's sakes. He's the real uh, deal. They're both undefeated going into this, right? Correct. And takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the the two or three notes that I took um, were one I know that you shouldn't jab a jabber. They mentioned that. <laughs> they mentioned that a couple of times at the beginning of the fight. God, George Foreman is. Uh, I like that he's playing classic George, but not also, his. Also, he's being like the bad heel. broadcaster. He's a, being a, the heel jokester, like a Jerry the King Lawler type. A uh, a tidbit <laughs> that I learned from uh, George Foreman as well: if you got a right hook, you don't throw that right hook. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny y'all are bringing this up George Foreman is like in boxing meme circles like the never ending well of humor he is always made fun of for like he's like um, maybe like a Skip Bayless or like a uh, gotcha. like just a okay. total goofball who a says like sense. some of the like but he was so famous and his voice was so well recognized well, he, he's he, like, good right he was legit good he's not bad I would say he's more like a John Madden but like maybe not as okay that's a better yeah that's a better point like he has real insight sometimes and then when he attempts to be a broadcaster and he just says goofy shit it like goes all to heck it reminded me there was a lot of people like John Madden there was some people like that in the 90s that I felt like got so famous because they could kind of just there was a couple times when he said things like if you have a right hook you don't throw the right hook and I and then, like, later on, he kind of explained. He was like, you got to jab first, and then you throw it. And I was like, okay, I guess that they're looking for the thing. There's a famous, it, but at the same time. There's a famous fight. Lennox Lewis is fighting Michael Grant, and Lennox Lewis knocks Michael Grant down with the right hand. And Grant goes down. He just goes down. But the way he went down, I guess it looked kind of funny. And George yells out, ooh, he's broke his leg. He had not <laughs> broken his leg. He had there just was one, sort of yelled that out. There was one little thing where uh, in the very middle when the – when whoever gets busted open first happens, he's like, if there's a place you don't want to start losing blood, it's Las Vegas. And then the other guy goes, why is that, George? And then he just moves on to something else. <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> yeah, now, the other thing to factor in when it comes to boxing announcers is you all, you always have a fighter on, the, on the, the show to talk about it. But fighters are not, like, this isn't football, this isn't baseball. Like, fighters are not normal people. They don't come from normal backgrounds. They are not. It is a whole different world. Like, it just simply is not the same as every other sport. It's like, oh, we'll just get a retired quarterback to come talk about the game. Like, fighters aren't normal. Like, you, you can't be a fighter and be a normal person. You have no training prior to this. Okay, George Foreman famously, the first time he got arrested, it was for when he was a kid. He was beating people up and taking their money. And when he got arrested, he was like, what am I being arrested for? And they're like, yeah, you beat that guy up and took his money. He's like, yeah, I know, but what's the arrest for? And they were like, you can't do that. He's like, really? He's like, that's, that's all I've ever done. Like he was like, like that's. I mean, I'm sure it's apocryphal, but like the idea is like you to pluck the heavyweight champ out of nowhere and just stick him in a booth with a headset on and say, "Hey, talk." It turns yeah. out weird. Like, well, you know, and it I always did, will. I will say I didn't love the fight at the beginning. I was kind of, I was kind of. Uh, I was in it at the beginning. It was the middle that I veered off a little bit. So I, I was, I was 
for some reason the intro it was I was not into it and I was worried that I was not going to be into it at all and I kind of looked at how long it was and was like oh fuck there's a over an hour long now (laughs) for the listener that it's the full broadcast that's like post fight yeah there is like 20 minutes after the fight 42 minutes or whatever but uh ended up ended up getting pretty into it me and Ron actually both kind of got into it round 9 or 10 really kicks it up a notch okay rounds 1 and 2 I'm like okay this is exciting I understand why people are hyped about this I got into the build-up video package. Yeah, same. And then around rounds three through eight, uh, it was losing me a little bit. I, I was in my phone. I was doing little things. But then around nine or ten, I forget which one. It's ten. Well, so for some historical perspective, the fight was rated Ring Magazine Fight of the Year, and round ten was Round of the Year. Huh. I be- okay, I believe that. And that's the round yeah. where they go to war, and Bo hurts Holyfield early in the round. Holyfield comes back, then Bo comes back, and it's just this like back and well, forth so, so brawl. In my head, in my head, it was going to be more of that. I had an unrealistic expectation going into it. Yeah, you watched the Rocky movies, and so yes, that's kind of what I was thinking. So <laughs> in, in the middle part of the of the mid rounds, where they're kind of like still holding each other and doing some of the things I think about as current boxing as being like kind of annoying things that in my head have only just come around as being like it used to be like perfect and everybody was just dancing around and being like perfect form and everything else the fact that they were like holding each other and kind of like doing a couple things um in those middle rounds i was like uh you know this is kind of not what i was thinking it was going to be and then once i I start really swinging i was i got into it again as a also just a casual or even less than that whatever you would call a less than casual boxing fan like i don't watch much is what i'm saying in zero zero B, um, <laughs> as someone who is very 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 into it, being you, mm-hmm. why why was it this one that you wanted us to watch? So, th- this is this was my first fight that I watched. Like when I was oh, a kid. Wow. So what happened is it's a bizarre fluke. I always kind of, like I, I I took like taekwondo and stuff, and I was like into like fighting and martial arts and shit. And this fight was such a big deal that, like, I read USA Today, sports section every day anyway when I was a kid. My mo- is, This is the fluke. My mother – all right, so you, I don't know if you saw Rock Newman. He was the dude who had the daishiki on prior. He's uh, Riddick Bowe's manager. Yeah. Oh, anyway. a, co- a couple other people I saw were uh, Andre Agassi. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner was who there. Who else was in the crowd? Kevin Costner was there. Yeah. It was another so, funny anyway, one. Anyway, uh, Riddick Bowe's manager, Rock Newman, happened to go to high school with my mother. And she was uh-huh. like, oh, that's Rock Newman. I know that guy. I went to school with him. Like, I know Rock. Like, I know his whole family. Like, I know everybody. And that, like, piqued my interest, like, an extra bit to kind of, like, pay one more step of attention. And so, and it I don't know. It just so happens they ended up being one of the And it just so happened time. to be, like, this insane fight. So, <laughs> now, I don't actually remember watching this fight live. I remember, I know I watched it. And I remember vividly watching the rematch. But I don't remember, like, so much. I don't remember, I have clear memories of this. I was, I think I was nine. But I, I remember this fight, and I remember I, the, the rematch I remember watching. I, and also, Riddick Bowe was my first favorite fighter. So he was my, like, whatever, you know, Michael Jordan or whatever your first favorite, like, ball player was. Like, Riddick Bowe was right. my guy. When I was nine, I was like, this is my dude. So, like, well, they kept, this is they what They kept touching on off. the fact that he was kind of like a, go- a goofball. Yeah, and, and he's young, and he's I like, also thought that he was going to – I thought that he was going to lose. Like, in my head, like, Evander Holyfield is un- – unbeatable like i only know him vander holyfield as a person that doesn't know i remember him being on like letterman and like all that shit and by the way at this point in time that's what everyone thought yeah so when we're watching it i'm waiting the whole time for 
Holyfield to kind of come back. And I'm like, not that I'm like thinking like, uh, well, okay, well, like, well, when's he going to come back? I can't believe he's getting knocked down. And we kind of start getting into it a little bit being like, holy shit, he's really going to like make this amazing comeback. And then it kind of made it more exciting when I realized that Holyfield was actually not going to win it. I was like, holy shit, this is like, he's not going to win this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was an upset. It was um, a big fight. And also part of it is that when you watch more boxing, like the pace they're fighting at, the volume of punches they land, the volume of power shots they land on each other at heavyweight. Um, Nathan, we watched the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder rematch together. Deontay Wilder didn't land as many punches as Riddick Bo landed in the 10th round the whole fight. Yeah. Like, no, it was crazy. The, They're taking these, some hits. and These dudes are and taking like, and throwing shots at, at that size and at that level that is, like, really crazy. Um, and uh, my last question to someone who is a hardcore boxing fan, do you like these that are decided at the end? that are pretty equal and just like a great fight overall or would you rather there be like a monster knockout <laughs> so i'm on i'm on two sides of that so actually it's funny me and uh, in my thread my the unspoiled boys me and alan and mike robinson i definitely texted those dudes like hey i'm assigning some boxing homework for the dudes what do you think we should go with <laughs> like i definitely like this worked was, it this out. was unanimous no it was not originally there was a different fight that had a more conclusive ending um but honestly it it was so it, there's there's some bits of controversy that make it a little bit like if you were not a um, it'd be like if, if you had shown someone their first football game and it was the um, a game that had like a crazy instant replay situation. Does that make sense? Like you wouldn't want to yeah. want that to be the one. So I, I decided to go away from that fight and I went towards and then I was like, you know what, dude, this was my first big fight that I that I recall watching. Like and 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 honestly, part of it was that I could find the full original '90s HBO broadcast where they're wearing, like, bow ties and shit. And I was like, dude, let's just do this. Like, like this will be fun. Um, and I also rewatched it last – I mean, I've seen it 50 times, but I rewatched it last night. Um, and there are, even within, like, the differences from then and now to, are still some of the things about it that are, like, boxing-wise that are crazy. Um, and also part of it is that Riddick Bow is similar to um, maybe – not Sean Kemp, but maybe, and that he had, like, an insanely high peak. <laughs> But a very short amount of burst. amount of children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a very short burst of a career. Like he really had like a few fights where he was, the, like, that 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 fight right there. There are people that are boxing experts that say I don't know if there's another heavyweight in the world that would have beat him that night ever. Um, yeah. like he 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 was just wow. so on point. He was boxing so well. He was so big and so powerful. He could still take shots. Like, and it's become like I don't know. It's it's in that like that. It's like Bo Jackson where I had like this short burst of a career, but when he was at his peak, he was yeah. so good. It was incredible. Yeah, I feel you. Um, and uh, okay, but yeah. Oh, the, the winner if he didn't if we didn't actually say is Riddick Bo, new heavyweight champion. Now and also yeah, listen, there are two more fights. They fight two more end. times. I saw that when I was looking at Ford on YouTube. I saw that. And that which I saw that number me... one was important in this yeah, yeah. search. For sure. And then um, also, the, Riddick Bowe has two more extremely controversial, bizarre fights. It's crazy. I'll send those later. But Hey, guys, hey guys we're running up against the timer again, so I just wanted to... Uh, I'm going to bring us home here. Bring it all um, home. Matt, you got home. I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say the only reason I'm bringing this up is because Paul mentioned it last week, and I thought it was something that I hadn't seen in a while, maybe ever, was uh, Goldfinger. But I, mean, but I mostly mean that as far as a James Bond cultural touchstone like i don't really know much about those movies in general what can that word so I thought mean? that would be a fun goldfinger what does that mean oh well find out baby watch it a single gold um, finger? so and i had or, i had one uh i had a, a thing i wanted to assign everybody as well um 
it, and I wanted to talk about next week because the Jordan documentary is coming out. And as we were talking earlier, I've been watching a bunch of old NBA games. I have a specific NBA game I'm going to send y'all um, that we can watch. One. And we'll add it to the link tree. <laughs> Just an NBA game. Just one single it's, game. It's a, it's a Jordan. It's a Jordan New York game that I watched recently. It's uh, it's Bulls Knicks, and it's got a, it's got everything you like. It's got all the uh, you know celebrities are there, like a bunch of people like that. It's very Ooh. like. I'm gonna I'm gonna right now I'm gonna make a guess about the <laughs> the New York Knicks starting lineup. What? Okay, go for it. Okay, Ewing center. <laughs> yeah, correct. Nailed it. I got that one. I'm gonna get depending on the air. I'm gonna guess. Are we gonna go Charles C. Smith at power forward? Oh, well, hang on. I got a. Is that a? It's a Patrick Ewing starting lineup that I have on my record shelf over here that I just there he is. Have Shout to look out over to, to Patrick Ewing. I believe he's the first Haitian-born player to make it to the NBA. And then to the he's NBA a Hornets coach now, right? Lives in Charlotte. And his son, Patrick Ewing Jr., is had been in the league. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a link to that. I watched it about two weeks ago, but I think you're gonna put in the link tree. The jo- when once we go, once we're able to talk about it, the Jordan documentary will be coming out that next day i think or like two days from that so i think that it would be good timing for that plus i just want to see what the fuck y'all think about it now here's a question Nathan. can we go head to head on 2k i'm the knicks you're the bulls yeah, let's do it yeah before then they we'll probably see have they, they they probably have these two teams in the classic line oh these actual bet. rosters yeah yeah i bet i bet they do so we got a bulls game from the 90s versus the knicks we have the, my homework is for me as well just because i want to see what these movies are like and then Enoch didn't have one this week, right? I'm going to skip it. We don't need too much homework, I feel like. Right. Um, no. Oh, gotcha. boy. That clock eight, is counting down. So, seven, Matt, is it a James six, Bond film five, or is it Goldfinger five, specifically? Four, Goldfinger three, or – yeah, Goldfinger. Two, two, what, have they remade one, that or is what it John just the When I woke up this morning, things were looking bad. Seemed like total silence was the only friend I had. A bowl of oatmeal tried to stare me down and won. And it was 12 o'clock before I realized I was having no fun. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. Cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some fun. The last time I checked my bankroll, it was getting thin. Sometimes it seems like the bottom is the only place I've been. I chased a rainbow down a one-way street, dead end. And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal it don't cost very much but it lasts a long while won't you please tell the man i didn't kill anyone no i'm just trying to have me some fun
closet with all my overalls Trying to get away from all the ears inside my walls I dreamed the police heard everything I thought What then? Well, I went to court and the judge's name was Hoffman Ah, but fortunately I have the key to escape reality And you may see me tonight With an illegal smile It don't cost very much But it lasts a long while Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone No, I'm just trying to have me some fun Well done Hot dog bun, my sister's a nun. You can find me in my house of ill refuse. I won't offer another round, I won't refuse. It's becoming a need to use a place like this to erase all she's meant to. You can find 